This edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, everybody, welcome on in to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. This is Thursday, May 6th, and I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, joining you as always, getting into some more exciting stuff when it comes to the birds. The draft has came and went, so news has been a little bit slow the last few days here. But coming out of the draft, you still look at this Eagles depth chart and you you spot some question marks, and that's what I want to get into today in the first two segments what are the two biggest holes or multiple holes that this team has? Because as the old adage goes, you cannot fix your whole team in a single draft. It comes down to multiple years of free agency. It comes down to multiple years of the draft. And we had seen that coming out of last week. You end up with nine draft picks. You had 11 at one point during this draft. Nine is more than okay, in my opinion. Your UDFA class is better than I've seen in the past years, and that's what we're going to talk about in segment three is just how these UDFAs factor in to the holes on this team because when you look at it, this isn't the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles anymore, even the 2018 Philadelphia Eagles, where you could just go to your first aid kit and grab a Band-Aid and put it around your finger. No, they need a whole triage unit right now. They need to figure it out and – I know it's kind of a pun that I said triage units, seeing that how many injuries that they had. And ultimately, what the goal is moving into next year is putting as many bodies in position to succeed, and hopefully injuries don't knock them off of their pedestal. So getting into this, I, I find it pretty odd that the Eagles did not once, outside of a fourth-round draft pick in Zach McPherson, address the cornerback position in this offseason and not just outside corner inside corner as well I mean you look at this depth chart right now Darius Slay of course is locked into a starting spot but outside of that what I mean what is the surefire player that's going to be playing come week one I could not give you a firm answer when you look at the roster right now you have Avante Maddox, who is still there in a big year, who should want to be able to prove it in his contract season here in 2021. Craig James, who is majorly just a special teams player, ultimately has a chance to play. This team likes him, and they have trusted him at outside corner. I don't know how realistic it is to see him play 16 games I would say if he started one or two games in relief that would be the extent of where I would want to see him you move to the back end of this roster here we had saw a play out of Michael Jaquette last year the team does have a little bit of I'd say promise in what they saw out of Jaquette in some spots last year they like his length they like his athleticism Jamison Houston is another guy that just kind of is on the roster right now same with Lavert Hill Grayland Arnold and Shakai Taylor, I would say the biggest upside of all these guys would have to be a, an individual like Michael Jaquette or Lavert Hill. Graylin Arnold, I, I, I believe, projects better as a safety. He's a little bit more stiff in the hips, probably is more suited for that nickel role where you're kind of 
outside of the offensive tackles, right behind the linebackers, not really defending a cornerback, but you're more playing in zone. And I could see a guy like Graylin Arnold doing that scene that that's what he did at BYU. But when you look at it, man to man, when you're going to have to win matchups, you have Darius Slay and nobody else. I mean, is Kavon Seymour going to help you at the nickel corner position? I doubt it. He's been around the league for quite some time. He was in Buffalo, went to Carolina. He was only on the roster last year because they needed bodies. Lavert Hill, in my opinion, out of all of these individuals, has the biggest upside out of, I would say, Zach McPherson, who we have yet to see anything from. Lavert was a guy who was at the Senior Bowl last year, kind of had a rough go of it, which kind of made him fall down rosters, but his production is there. So you have bodies that can come in and compete, but do you have the talent there? That's what I ultimately believe it comes down to. And at the same time, you have to look at Jonathan Gannon and believe what he is doing at that defensive side of the ball is going to work. And you saw what they did in the draft. They addressed it through taking guys that are outside linebackers slash edge rusher kind of thoroughbreds that kind of intermix between those two positions. Milton Williams, you see a guy that can play defensive tackle on the edge. And then the guys that they drafted at the back end in Zach McPherson and Jacoby Stevens, those guys win with their athleticism. They win with their length and they win with their ability to run. So, when you look at this defense moving forward next year, you would believe that it would be a majority of quarters coverage, a majority of two high safeties. So you could kind of get around the fact that you don't have a dominant second corner. Does it instill confidence in me? Absolutely not. I mean, there are still question marks that are going to be had. There's still the opportunity now that the free agency period where free agents, if you sign them, do not, count towards the compensatory formula any longer so you could see them sign a free agent just a band-aid guy until these young guys develop and the good news is the cornerback class next year is one of the best we've seen in years so that is exciting that they do have some young talent on this side of the ball and at the end of the day we know that they're not going to compete to even get to the playoffs this year and they're definitely not going to compete to win anything in the nfc championship wise or super bowl for at least a couple years here So what you can do is at least let these guys go out there and play and see what they have. If Avante Maddox struggles the first two games of the season, all right, see you. Next man up, Lavert Hill, let's go. It's time to see what he can do. I believe Zach McPherson will get every chance in the world to see what he can do as the number two corner this year. His length is what you want in a man corner, but can they take his raw ability and turn it into something that will reap rewards come a few months from now. I believe he's a longer-term project. He was obviously taken in the fourth round for a reason. And you look at this Eagles draft class, they're building for 2023. They're not building for 2021 or 2022. They know where their competition lies, and they know where their ascent is going to ultimately cap off, and it's going to be in a few years. So get these guys with high upside profiles that can run outside I love what you got in Jacoby Stevens and Zach McPherson. It's something that you haven't really seen in the secondary. No no more alligator-armed guys, guys that are slow in the foot. You have athletic, athletic guys on the outside that love to tackle and have crazy long arms and can run extremely fast. Although, it does leave question marks at that position. And coming up after the break here, we will get into another position, but we will be flipping the side of the ball that we ultimately are talking about here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. But before we do that, Eagles fans, listen up. 
Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, and they are offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total, that's Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text draft to 231-231. That's draft to 231-231. Message and data rates apply. And the Locked On Podcast Network thanks you for going to our friends at Nugenics. All right, everybody. Welcome on back to segment two here of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Talking about some question marks yet to be answered here on the Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Imagine... You're playing a Batman game or watching a Batman movie and the Riddler shows up and he has a bunch of question marks and he's just posting them everywhere. The first one he posted was on cornerback. I'd say the very next position he goes is to left tackle. And like others, I would say that there is a concern here. You haven't seen enough at left tackle to say, okay, with a young Jalen Hurts, who is a ready quarterback, meaning the left tackle will be his blind side, we do not know which one of these individuals in Andre Dillard or Jordan Maialata is going to come out and win that job. I would say talent-wise, in terms of outside of Darius Slay on the other side of the ball, left tackle is better suited talent-wise than what you have at cornerback two and nickel cornerback next year. Left tackle, you have Andre Dillard, who you were willing to take a chance on a few years ago. You didn't do as much scouting on him because you never thought he would be available versus a guy in Jordan Maialata who is Jeff Stoutland's baby, his his child that he has kind of chiseled from clay and who is still young enough to really succeed in this league. Which one of these guys is going to be the answer there? And I ultimately think it comes down to which one is going to be the most athletic on the field that plays to Jalen Hurts' strong suit. When I look at it, I believe that Jordan Maialata should have every chance to win the left tackle starting position for multiple different reasons. One, Jordan Maialata played big-time ball last year and the year before that, and people have recognized it. Brian Baldinger, who is one of the best analysts when it comes to the offensive line play, continually speaks highly of this kid. He is somebody that Jeff Stoutland will continually speak high of. He has been a player that has played multiple different positions. Versatility is key. You flip it to Andre Dillard, a guy who struggled to move from left tackle to right tackle, had to add on some mass to really fix his anchoring issues in the pass game, never really did much against the run. So he's a huge question mark. But when I break it down, if you go with Jordan Maialata at left tackle, Andre Dillard could be used as a trade chip. If he really doesn't work out in a team like Denver, who they lose their left tackle right now, could be a little bit early to make that type of trade, but there will be teams that have left tackle injuries moving into this season. It'll happen. And the Eagles, they just have, I mean, you, you can't even talk about the riches that they have at the offensive line. Some of these guys on their second unit are starting on first units 
in the NFL. Their second unit could arguably be one of the better units in the league. They could probably be a top 25 unit, in my opinion. When you look at it, you take your choice of Andre Dillard. You're going to have Landon Dickerson. You have the choice of Luke Jariga, Nate Herbig on the interior to snap the ball for you. You have Jack Driscoll as well. And then you have a whole load of Isuo Petas, Matt Pryors, Ross Piercebachers. You bring in Harry Kreider. You bring in Coyote Awosika. Brett Toth, you still have on the roster. There's plenty of guys that, once again, like the cornerback position, could come and compete for some developmental minutes. And the reason I am not as worrisome as I am as at cornerback is because I had seen what Jordan Mailata can do, and I believe that Andre Dillard still has a place in the NFL for how much pass protection he did at Wazoo. At the end of the day, though, I don't have a firm answer for you. It should come down to who competes the best in camp who looks the best, who looks the most athletic, who is the strongest, who will be able to do what Stoutland wants you to do. And we could say that out of all the positions on this team, we kind of have the, I would say, easiest understanding moving into this year and a new staff of what Jeff Stoutland looks for in his players. We really don't know what Gannon wants yet. We saw one draft. We really don't know what Nick Sariani wants yet because they got Devonta Smith who kind of fixes every hole. You don't really know what he needs outside of that. But Jeff Stoutland is the one piece that you have had here forever. And you can kind of figure out what he likes. And I believe Jordan Mailata will ultimately win that job, and he should. And at the end of the day, Andre Dillard could be used as a trade chip, or he could win out the job outright. I think that is the higher upside of the two positions in terms of cornerback and left tackle. Are there question marks elsewhere? Absolutely. But I would say right now, Protecting your blind side and being able to protect the pass on the other side of the ball should be your two biggest concerns moving into 2021. Next segment, we will be talking about just a few guys who have an outside chance or maybe have a pretty good chance of making this roster in 2021 with the UDFA class that they brought in. Not the largest class, but a pretty impressive class in my opinion. But before we do that, we have a message from our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest to way to bet on all your sports actions. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has a ton of sports action. As we continue to move on here, you have the FCS playoffs coming up. You have more hockey. You have the NBA. We're getting into the mix of things here in the MLB season. You have UFC. MMA, any fighting league that you want. You have Canelo, and I can't remember the other individual coming up this week because Canelo is obviously going to beat him. But you can bet on all that stuff at betonline.ag. So before the next game starts, go over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs at the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive 50% towards your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on, and that's at betonline.ag. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On Eagles podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money. And that money you can use for other important things like a mortgage or a food or some sports tickets. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? 
Go to rockauto.com today. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com is a great friend of the Locked On Eagles and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, welcome on back to this final segment here on this Thursday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. We are talking about question marks and how some of these holes can be filled for this Philadelphia Eagles team. UDFAs are a huge part of that. If you saw this week, Field Gates had tweeted out a statistic that 66% of active rosters in the NFL are filled by UDFAs or day three draft picks. So this is a huge time for the Eagles to come out of this quote-unquote second draft with players that moving forward could have a big role on your team. You've seen it time and time again for this Eagles team. I've mentioned it over and over again. The Corey Clements of the world, Josh Adams, guys that have came on this team through the UDFA process and really have solidified themselves on the roster, ripping through the guys that they had signed so far. looks like they had signed seven players. Harry Kreider, a center out of Indiana. Jack Stoll, tight end out of Nebraska. The big name quarterback, Jamie Newman out of Georgia slash Wake Forest. Edge rusher, Jaquan Bailey out of Iowa State. Jamon Osmond, wide receiver out of Texas A&M. One of my personal favorites in this class when it comes to interior offensive line. Coyote Awosika out of the University of Buffalo. We got one of our Bulls horns up. And my favorite name out of all of these is Trevon Grimes, wide receiver out of Florida. So when the Philadelphia Eagles drafted Devonta Smith at pick 10, they drafted a guy who was about six foot around there, about 170 pounds soaking wet. Tons of speed on the offense when it comes to Devonta. Tons of speed when it comes to the other guys and Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, all the individuals that they have there now. Looking at the UDFA pool, the two guys that they brought in are some Big boys, and I I don't mean like they're the best ball players in the world, but they are some huge individuals. Bringing in Jamon Osmond from Texas A and M, six two and three eighths, two hundred and seventeen pounds. He is a guy that runs routes well. He's a guy that holds up at the catch point. He is somebody that isn't going to separate as well, but he's a player that can win 50-50 matchups for you. Looking at Trevon Grimes, nearly six foot four. 220 pounds, same type of player, better athleticism than a guy like Jermon Osmond. But he is a guy that goes out there, gets the ball away from his frame, and is kind of the guy that they're looking to replace after losing Alshon Jeffrey. You have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I think these two individuals have a very good chance to come in here and bring in some competition to that position because both of them are athletic. J.J. isn't the most athletic player in the world, and both of them played SEC football, and both of them played at a pretty high level. So I could see them coming in here, especially in a wide receiver unit where Greg Ward should have every chance in the world to get beat out at his position. Travis Fulham is a question mark. You don't know what John Hightower and Quez Watkins are going to do in regards to taking the next step. Javon Osmond and Trevon Grimes both have a chance to, one, make this active roster, and two, if not, definitely stick around on this practice squad. 
The couple guys that I would say have the hardest time are probably Harry Kreider and Jack Stoll. Stoll wasn't one of the top named tight ends coming out of this class. They do need to fill that position, but they have other guys there that they really like. Hakeem Butler, they move Jackson, the former quarterback, Tyree, that is, out of Buffalo to tight end. They have a lot of young guys with a lot of versatility. Stoll, more hand-in-the-ground guy, isn't going to really be your pass-catching tight end, but somebody that can come in here and maybe do something in training camp. I don't b- believe he's as good as a guy like Noah Tojiai was for you last UDFA period, but Stoll should have a chance at a position where you have a lot of question marks as well. And that's one of the ones we could have got into, but not enough time on this show. The two guys who I would say, I, and we'll give Jaquan Bailey his, uh, he, he does d- deserve a little bit of a showing here and that he is a guy that, has a chance at that position. You bring in a lot of guys at that edge position, but who has the most versatility? Can they play inside and out? Can they play at the line of scrimmage? Can they drop into coverage? Iowa State does that all the time. Jaquan Bailey has a chance to do that. Stacked at that position as well. Could be a stash away on the practice squad. But two guys that should make the roster, in my opinion, are Coyote, Ewosika, and Jamie Newman. One, Jamie Newman is Jalen Hurts' backup in my fantasy world where Joe Flacco was never signed on this team. Jamie Newman is a guy who he is still raw, never really got a fair end of the deal at Georgia, but at Wake Forest, he really flashed. Somebody, uh, an anonymous scout today had, or not today, within the last couple days here, had said that Jamie Newman at Wake Forest really reminded him of Jordan Love when Jordan Love was at Utah State. That's saying a lot about a kid who never really got a fair shake last year at Georgia He is a guy that could come in here, fits the mold of what they're doing at the athletic quarterback position, which Joe Flacco does not fit. Jamie Newman should have every chance in the world to be on this roster come opening day. Same with Coyote. I believe you look at that offensive line, Matt Pryor should be on his way out. Isuo Peta, a guy who definitely has question marks. There are definitely a lot of guys on that offensive line which have question marks, and that's the theme of this episode. Coyote is a guy who still raw, powerful hands, somebody that in the run game is really going to be a bruiser, fits the versatility element of moving from right tackle to playing on the interior, has shorter arms, but somebody I really believe that Jeff Stoutland could make magic happen with on the interior. They like to turn over that interior offensive line and their swing tackles every two to three years. So guys who didn't perform like Matt Pryor should not have a chance to make the team over Coyote Awosika, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, it's still a lot of question marks. You got a lot of top end talent in the first three picks of this draft, but besides that, you have a lot of guys that are going to help you in 2022 and beyond. So that'll do it today. No more questions. My brain is rattled for what they're going to do at a lot of these positions, but thank you for tuning in to the locked on Eagles podcast here on this Thursday edition of the show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is also home to the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Locked On Eagles podcast on Twitter. Follow me at GC24 underscore football. Follow my co-host at DBASILOE. Huge thank you to everyone who tuned in last week. Huge thank you to everyone that tuned in this week. We had our single largest week in Lockdown Eagles history. 
round of applause to all the fans. We love you all. Thank you for tuning in every week. Thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Fly, Eagles, fly, and we'll see you the next time.